Welcome to Talking Shop from Vixen Labs, the podcast making voice work for marketers. In this series, we dive into the data, scour the case studies, and bring you the business insights you need to build voice into your digital and marketing strategies. I'm your host, James Poulter, CEO at Vixen Labs, and each week I'll be joined by industry leaders to help us get really practical when it comes to building voice into your marketing strategy. Whether you're wondering how voice search can help customers find you, or how voice applications can enable you to connect and convert customers, well, this is the show for you. Okay, let's get talking. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Shop. I'm your host, James Poulter. And in this episode, we're going to be digging into the world of consumer packaged goods. That's CPG for those friends on the US side of the pond. And for those of us over in the UK and Europe, you often think of this as fast moving consumer goods or FMCG. But acronyms aside, it's all about the things that we buy every day and every week to keep our households moving and the things that keep the majority of the voice economy moving as well. In this episode, we've got a fantastic interview from Suze Cooper, our audio strategist here at Vixen, with Mylan Turk, a ex-executive from the world of consumer goods, in particular from Procter & Gamble, where he's spent nearly 36 years working as an executive there in many different roles and fields. And in this episode, they get into talking a little bit more about the world of consumer goods and the impact that voice is having on the e-commerce and bricks and mortar trade around the world. So, you're in for a treat. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm going to hand it over now to producer Suze as she talks to Mylan Turk, executive and member of the Open Voice Network. Mylan, thank you so much for joining us here on Talking Shop today. It's so great to have you here with us. So if you could just start really by explaining your background in CPG and your interest in voice as an ambassador for the OVN. Of course. Thanks, Suze. So um, Mylan Turk and uh, I come to this uh, meeting today as a CPG executive, retired. Uh, I worked for Procter & Gamble um, in the United States and all around the world for 36 years. And I stepped away from that. Uh, I graduated, as I say, in the summer of 2020. And I had already become uh, very involved with the Open Voice Network in my role leading the future of shopping future of retail and future of selling initiatives at P&G in my last role there. And uh, I continued on working with OVN as a community builder and ambassador of the important messages and opportunities that it represents. I, um, I really like all things CPG. I like understanding what consumers are thinking about. I spend a little bit too much time in grocery stores as a result or online shopping, but uh, it's all good. So let's start out with a fairly broad question then. What is the opportunity to market FMCG, CPG brands via voice? Super, let's get the basics right. You know, the, the human basically has a variety of input and output capabilities. And for FMCG, who is always trying to connect and build a relationship with a consumer, it's really important to understand how that consumer relates to the messages the brands are offering. Now, the fastest connection for a human brain is the eyes. 
Uh, you're going to see something. It's almost like being hardwired into the message. It goes straight to your brain through the optic nerve. But the second fastest entry into your brain is sound. And we as a species have evolved over these thousands of years, communicating hopefully well with one another. And we do that through voice and other sounds. Everybody knows what a warning siren is. I mean, your brain interprets sound and, and quickly understands messages that way. So what a great opportunity all of a sudden for FMCG brands or brands in general um, to have literally a voice to communicate with a consumer or, as I often say, in the act of shopping, the shopper who's looking for information, who's trying to make a choice. So if you're trying to have a relationship with someone and while visual might be the best, voice is a close second in terms of really penetrating the, the thinking of, uh, of the shopper. So it's a terrific opportunity. Done well, done right. It's a great opportunity. Sure. Now, voice needs trust. You know, you're having a conversation with, with a brand, essentially. Do you think that these big CPG brands that we hear about have got that personal touch when it comes to the consumer relationship? And, and if not, do you think perhaps there needs to be a change of perspective when it comes to voice innovation, maybe? I think uh, brand, branded goods companies uh, would be the first ones to tell you. And as a former branded goods executive, you know, we would be the first to tell you that uh, trust is of the utmost importance. It's, I'm certain it's number one priority on most uh, branded manufacturers' lists of priorities, trust with the consumer. Uh, the thing about that is we've done research for decades about what are the jobs the consumer is trying to do, what are the things that matter most. We capture insights about their lives so that our messages are more relatable. But the question you're asking about trust is a little bit different, which is not just are we, are we giving trustworthy messages, you're asking the question about with the integration of technology into this conversation, if you will, can a consumer trust what we're doing with their information, what we're doing with their voice, or if we're even answering the questions that they have reliably as we seek to present the answers back to them in a voice and interface with them as they ask their questions uh, with their own voice. So it's, it's a whole new aspect of trust. Uh, it's not just about uh, building a relationship that indicates we care and understand them. It's, a, it's about whether they can reliably assume that the information coming back to them is accurate, or is it simply just what's at hand via the technology being uh, connected? And secondly, they, they obviously have uh, a great deal of concern about whether they're being listened to, uh, which is another aspect of the technology, and whether their own characteristics, which are communicated via this very personal thing called their voice, is being managed well, kept confidential, 
only being used in the way they intended it to. So it's, it's an entirely new set of questions about trust in an industry that has already cared deeply about trust for a long time. Great answer. Fantastic answer. The Voice Consumer Index research showed the top three priority tasks in this sector using voice are package tracking, researching a product and placing an order. And the research also showed that people are starting to purchase via voice on a more regular basis. So where do you see voice purchases as being most effective for CPG brands? Well, the first reaction I had to the the research insights you just shared, um, and it's not a direct answer to your question, but I'll get to that. The first uh, really interesting thing was how similar the three highlighted countries actually were in the way consumers begin to use voice. So the United States, the UK, Germany, we have our differences, we have different cultures, we have different shopping habits, but look, uh, what became clear is uh, researching purchases, checking on where my package is, and and answering questions about uh, my purchase. These were the top uses in, maybe in a different order, but in, in all three cultures and countries, consumers are gravitating towards the same thing. My, my theory on that is that instead of just looking at um, which questions did they answer, go a bit to the cognitive level and look at the fact that what, what consumers are trying to do is make things easier for themselves. And voice is a natural way to make things easier. I sort of already talked about, you know, visual through your eyes is the fastest way to your brain but through your ears is the second fastest and the natural reaction to what goes in your ears is to talk. So if you're a consumer or a shopper and you're particularly in these days where you have so many extra things to worry about, you're just looking for ways to reduce the cognitive load that comes from, let's say, shopping. What's on my grocery list? Where can I get it? Where can I get it faster? Didn't I already order that? When is it gonna show up at my house? You're looking for things to be easier. You're delighted with the idea that instead of using a lot of brain cells, you can just go to that very quick thing that we've all been given, which is I'll just ask a question. I'll just ask. And whether you know you have a variety of platforms at your disposal these days, but you can simply ask, where is that thing I ordered? So I'm, I'm really not surprised at what ranks highly because All the questions that rank highly are basically things about make my life easier. Make my life easier by just giving me the information so I can make a better choice or or move on to something else. Sure. And and consumer goods and grocery shopping have really been a core of kind of voice commerce up until now. Um, There are more options coming online. We've got Centerphone with Alexa and other technology coming on stream. Do you think that voice as a buying channel has got a strong future? I do think it has a strong future because voice is such a natural interface for the human species. Uh, Whether you're an introvert, whether you're an extrovert, um, you are trained from birth to speak or voice or make some sound indicating what it is you want. And, you know, in in today's world, uh, shopping is is basically a form of, of gratification. So asking for something that you want and searching for it and using your voice is almost a natural, I'm, I'm not a scientist and I'm not offering here a new theory on this is being part of human evolution, but 
it, it does seem to make sense that we as a species talk about things we want and we tell other people what we want. So having now the ability to tell machines uh, what we want, it seems like it's only going to accelerate and grow bigger, which of course returns the pressure on this notion of trust and uh, it makes it so important that we as an industry, you know, move forward in a collaborative way to create the capability. Following the success of our first voice commerce report, we're back. I'm proud to announce the launch of the Voice Consumer Index 2021. Brought to you by the team at Vixen Labs in partnership with Open Voice Network. The Voice Consumer Index 2021 is an in-depth look at people's behaviours around voice assistance on smart speakers, mobile and web across the US, UK and Germany. The Voice Consumer Index explores seven key sectors, banking and insurance, retail, food delivery, entertainment, consumer packaged goods, healthcare, and travel. And we have a host of free materials to help you get the best start. Head to vixenlabs.co to access all of the Voice Consumer Index findings. If you're after a one-to-one consultation tailored to your industry, then email us at podcast at vixenlabs.co. Include the code vixenpod21 in your email for a 10% discount on the consultation fee. So for brands, there must be quite a challenge of being that one that makes the sale via voice, right? Because there's a potential here for like repeat buying where it's easy, as you say, it's easy to ask for things. It's easier just to say, yeah, I want to buy that again than it is to go through kind of the whole rigmarole of choosing which it is that you want. Overcoming that challenge of being the one that answers the question, how can brands tackle that? Well, I, I like your very technical shopping uh, term, rigmarole. I mean, you're, you know, rigmarole is basically the technical term for, wow, it's too hard. Can't you make it easier for me? And um, I, I completely agree with you that the idea of send me what I bought last time is, you know, probably the easiest way of uh, repeat purchase. A lot of the techniques that have been used in the past of branded goods marketing will continue to be used just in the new medium of voice. So the idea that let's take uh, toothpaste, dentifrice, you know, we can we can come up with word association for which words are most important, white, clean, uh, fresh breath, expressions like that. So, you know, you might be forming a mental picture of print advertising in the in the 60s or 70s that used those words. You might be forming a mental picture as you hear this of search terms that were used in the early 2000s that people type in and as they search for their, hopefully becomes their favorite toothpaste purchase. But in many ways, voice is going to be the same way. Probably the brain is gonna generate more things to say. And so the technology, the the recognition of terms, if you will, in the voice uh, technology is going to have to be broader than it was in, in simple typed in search terms. But that's a great place to start. Does the technology work well when it comes to recognizing what people say 
uh, about the brands or the uh, the brands they're looking for or the jobs they need to have taken care of. Artificial intelligence, if somebody says, how can I freshen my breath? Uh, the technology may be able to realize that that's actually a question about looking for toothpaste. Uh, that'll be an important sort of thing when it comes to does the technology work at a level that people will say, oh, it really does work. I'm going to use it more often. I think we saw in the research, you know, at, at the more complex the question becomes, the less there is a rate of adoption. And that's probably because the terminology used to get the answer you want is more complicated and the technology of voice recognition may not work quite as well yet. And I think it's probably worth explaining. It's not just about brands having their own, say, Alexa skill or Google action. You know, there's certain elements that can be looked at now that brands might potentially be needing to have a look at, like um, voice activating their website, those those different um, elements, those digital touch points they've already got. You know, what needs to be thought through there, really, for these brands? Uh, that's a great question, because there's there's quite a few things, actually. I, I think one of the first things that um, had a big impact in, in my career as we began to involve uh, explore voice was not just to call it voice, but to think of the end being commerce. So we were, you know, we were focused on ultimately that somebody wanted a good or a service that they were going to buy. And we called it conversational commerce. And we realized that there are actually several forms of conversational commerce. Uh, they don't all just involve talking to a device on your countertop or into your phone. Uh, you may be um, doing a chat bot or a chat room or some sort of uh, even typing in a conversation is a is is contributing to the technology and effectiveness that will ultimately be voice. So it's really about how humans communicate by conversation and brands should be thinking about that bigger picture as part of their game plan. Another super important part of the, the game plan, if you will, for, for ultimately having success in voice is, are there standards in place? Now, standards will help you organize your information. They'll help you understand um, what the state of capability is. And in almost any industry initiative that I've been a part of in the last 20 years, understanding standards um, and, and just to be specific, what I'm talking about is like standards in how voice interfaces work, uh, standards in terms of how you create wake words or words that activate devices, these sorts of things. Putting these standards in place will ultimately help the whole industry accelerate. And uh, it, will, it will certainly benefit the consumer because consumers will buy different devices that they will use to interface with, with their voice. An organization like the Open Voice Network is looking hard at how standards are developed and they're, they're convening players, uh, technology players, brand owners, even uh, groups that represent uh, the concerns of shoppers about things like trust. They're convening these groups together to identify and um, organize the challenges so that they can be addressed. 
and that they can be prioritized and worked through in a collaborative way. That's, that's really a typical blueprint for an initiative that is trying to bring a complex technology-based capability to market to respond to the emotional and uh, very human uh, user requirements of shoppers. Uh, that's a, you know, you, it's kind of like um, addressing an emotional need with a very hard-edged technical solution. It's not the most obvious thing. It requires organization. Uh, and if, if one of the goals is actually trust, then you need some uh, organization and uh, in a group like the Open Voice Network to bring it all together. That's been my experience. Absolutely. I think the more voices that are there within the OVN, don't pardon the pun because it was meant, the better in terms of the standards that will come out of the other side of it and the more useful they will be across the board for the various sectors all the way through. Yeah, very clever. I, I completely agree. So, Mylan, you spent over 20 years at Procter & Gamble. You must have seen quite a lot of technology change during that time. What makes you so bullish on the future of voice technology for consumers? Plain and simple that it's an extremely human experience to have a voice conversation. I think since many of us were kids, we probably saw, I don't know, 2001 A Space Odyssey or Star Trek, where literally the voice was addressed as computer. And that was fantasy. But you know, that fantasy or that creativity had as its core insight, the idea that humans like to communicate using their voices. That's the first thing we learn to do when we're a child. We, we cry out for help. And, and so you know, will, will there be something that comes after voice interface? I suspect there will be. Direct machine brain interface. Great. Uh, we can talk that on a podcast year, a couple years from now. But, you know, right now, the incredible promise is that the primary means of human communication voice is going to uh, be leveraged as an interface with the incredible enabling and beneficial technology digital technology. Another feature of the whole thing is that because it does address so clearly a deep human insight, like how humans communicate, it just exponentially raises the bar on the level of responsibility to get trust right, uh, standards right, so that there can be more players in the industry uh, that the needs of the entire human community can be addressed. It, the deeper you go into the human insight aspect of it, the higher the level of responsibility, in my opinion, to get the trust and the standards right to be more inclusive. Just before we finish up, people will sometimes say, you know, how can you buy a pair of trainers via voice without knowing what they look like? Voice doesn't have to just sit alone. Yes, we get that great connection from speaking and listening, but sometimes there is also that element of visual that might be needed perhaps when buying these different items and, and, and goods. Yeah, well, you know, think about it. Um, a lot of what we've said here today is about how technology becomes more uh, accommodating to the ways humans like to communicate. And all of a sudden you have voice as a method. But, you know, when you when you go out to a party 
uh, you don't all put on blinders and eliminate your visual uh, capabilities. Or, you know, I know there are restaurants that you dine in the dark just to accentuate one sense, your taste. But that's a very limited sort of thing, focusing on one sense. I think the fuller human experience is absolutely multimodal. Uh, something you see with your eyes, something you communicate with using your voice. I suspect, uh, I, I guess I do, I'm already aware of capabilities that um, digitally can offer you smell or touch as well. And I think that's definitely the future. Um, I think that if we're drawing the curve of responsibility for standards and trust, you know, the more modes you add, probably the higher the bar is set for trust and things like that. But um, yes, I, I think today you already are witnessing people probably in your supermarket or other shopping experiences looking at a shelf and talking to their phone or looking to the shelf in some places, talking to the shelf, um, looking at the shelf, talking to the shelf and picking up items and feeling them and touching them and uh, selecting them. The addition of, of more senses to the experience is seems certain to me. Yeah, certainly reinventing the shopping experience as we've known it up until now, I think. Mylan, thanks so much for giving us your time today. It's been great to chat to you here on Talking Shop. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate it. Let's go shopping together soon. Thanks, Susan. You've been listening to Talking Shop from Vixen Labs. If you'd like to download any of the Voice Consumer Index 2021 resources mentioned in this episode, then head over to vixenlabs.co slash VCI, where you can get the white paper, executive summary, and more delivered straight to your inbox. Until next time, keep talking.